0: This is Secrets of the Most Productive People, a productivity podcast where we work smarter instead of harder and dissect exactly how to get it all done. I'm Fast Company Deputy Editor, Kate Davis. This week, we have a bonus episode from our Productivity Dispatch series, stories from the new way we work. 2020 has been an extremely stressful year for most people. On top of a global pandemic and economic crisis, it also happens to be an election year. And not just any election. This was perhaps the most important, most consequential, and certainly the most stressful elections of our lifetime. One huge worry going into this mid-pandemic election was how to actually conduct voting safely. Many, as we know, turned to mail-in voting, absentee voting, and early voting, but millions still cast their ballots in person, which required hundreds of thousands of poll workers across the country. The problem is a huge portion of the typical poll workers are older and generally at higher risk of serious complications from COVID-19. Over the summer, there was concern from election officials that the pandemic would prevent many of the regular poll workers from showing up. Fortunately, a massive recruitment effort to sign up new, younger poll workers helped staff up polling places. One of those first-time poll workers was Pedro, who spoke to us about his experience. Pedro is from New York City and signed up to work the polls on November 3rd in his neighborhood. This is his story.
1: What inspired me and motivated me to work for the poll this year was actually just I've always been politically active, probably since I was a teenager. And the reason why I started to actually get politically activated and started volunteering for a lot of nonprofit companies, including like HIV Smart, was when I was in high school back in Nevada. And oh, I'm going to date myself. But in the early 2000s, Nevada actually had a question on their ballot coming up for their election. And It was about gay marriage. And I was a very openly out gay student in Nevada. And we had a discussion in class. And of course, people were asking questions. They're like, well, what do you feel about this, this, this? So she decided to open up the discussion. And of course, we were allowed to ask each other questions. So I knew that the gay question was gonna be asked to me. I knew it because if anything, my students and my fellow peers just all thought of me as a joke because I wasn't openly out gay Latin man in a conservative town. And I knew that they, they were trying to use that question to probably make a dig at me and, you know, put me on the spot and think that I would be embarrassed. And the fact that they wanted to use these like this type of question, should gay marriage be legal, to kind of make a dig at me made me feel like I was living on the wrong planet but my teacher was so motivated to keep me speaking and she defended me and allowed me to really fully explain my thoughts to my my peers her name was miss sims after having that discussion in class she told me that i could make change and she was like i think that you're smart enough to make people think differently and to show them that maybe the way that they were brought up or what they what they saw isn't entirely accurate once i was seen as a not an equal human citizen among my peers, I think that's what motivated me to continuously pay attention and listen, learn, and read, which are vital. So uh, I woke up at 3 a.m. to get prepared. I showered, got myself ready. You have to be at the site by 5 a.m. I worked about 17 hours that day. I was able to be a ballot scanner inspector, making sure that people were casting their ballots correctly. And if there was a discrepancy with the ballot, they could choose to either fix their ballot or cast it anyway. And um, I live in a in New York City in my area, my district, it is ninety to ninety-five percent the population is people of color. And I was really, really excited to see the diversity within the employees working the site was incredible for me. Seeing it through the eyes of a gay Latin man in America and having a trans person of color working the poll site as well, seeing you know women of color working the poll site, like coming out to reach out for their community and try to get their community voices heard was incredible. But with that, is also that we have a lot of people that don't speak English in this, in my district. And the education about people filling in their ballots, you would think would make common sense to most of us who have gone through an education system here in America, but you have to remember that a lot of people immigrate here from different countries and different things. And so observing that as a ballot inspector, I noticed that we could elusively as 90s kids say, have you ever never done a Scantron sheet? But the reality is that a lot of people have it and don't know how. And I found it interesting that America, of all countries and places, wouldn't even be educating their citizens to how to actually use a ballot that most people don't even see. And I spent my entire day trying to just help people cast ballots properly. And I will say it was probably the most sad and discouraging thing I've ever felt as an American citizen. (laughs) the main purpose for me being there was to have everyone have their voices heard and like yes I do oh you everyone has their own natural biases and yes I everyone wants a specific candidate to win or the thing was being there and the fact that I knew that my motivation being there was I wanted my voice to be heard and I wanted other people's voices to be heard, so even when people who I know were voting for a completely different way than I, than I believed this country should be heading, to help them cast their voice was just as important because in the end, I have to look at myself and say, I'm here to make change. And the only way you can make change is by doing things fairly and evenly. Everyone is a human, everyone does have feelings and everyone deserves to you know, do the best that they can. And at the end of the day, when I was able to come home after every the entire long day was done and I was exhausted, I was sleep deprived, my back was killing me, my nose was killing me because of wearing a mask for over 17 hours. I was able to come home, sit on my couch, look at myself and say, I did the right thing today. And that is a feeling that you can never take away from anyone.
0: that's all for this episode. Be sure to subscribe to Secrets of the Most Productive People wherever you listen and help others find us by leaving a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to share your productivity dispatch, email us at mostproductive at Tell us how you're handling the new world of work. Secrets of the Most Productive People is produced by Joshua Christensen.